Welcome to Humor Resources, where HR gets funny. With the help of comedians, our HR pros, Leilani and Chrissy, are going to bring you all the crazy things that happen in the workplace. This isn't rulesy HR, this is fun HR. Humor Resources, because HR is funny. All right, welcome back to Humor Resources. We are joined today, filling in for Leilani with Genevieve again. Welcome back. And our guest is Kenny T. He's an American-born comedian living in Los Angeles, originally from South Jersey. Along with performing stand-up comedy, he also incorporates music into his act by singing and rapping. He currently has 27 songs, such as comedy parodies, and an original works from hip-hop to rock and roll with the anticipation of a holiday song, You Been Bad, set to release November 1st, 2021. That's Kenny's, right. Kenny's material comes from real life events and at times turning tragedy into comedy. Welcome, Kenny. Thanks for being on our show. Hey, thank you for having me. Thank you, ladies. Love it. Uh, so I actually did check out your uh, music videos, had some good laughs. Okay, cool. What, uh, what got you into that sector of comedy? Because obviously it's different than straight stand-up, right? Because you're producing yeah. it you have to go into the writing and thing what drew you to that line yeah well that just kind of came to me like I always like rapping and putting stuff together and then um like why not incorporate incorporate them into the act you know what I mean like they go with the material then you know I didn't always do the music it took me about six years of comedy then I figured out I could sing a little bit and then I started rapping you know because like I always toyed with it when I was like a teenager, but my mom was like, why are you down when she's rapping and, you know, talking like that. But then uh, I put that away and then broke it out again, just to add to the show. It makes it more fun. And it makes you stand out a bit too. You know? yeah. A little bit. Yeah. Well, I don't play an instrument, but I use the voice as the instrument. And then I have a DJ that helps me or is part of the act too. Like, you know, we were kind of letting him speak out a little bit more lately. And so we play off each other and stuff, nice. stuff. Nice. yeah so when you were growing up and you said your mom didn't want you talking like that or listen to that who were your rap influences <laughs> that yeah. mom was like no way okay so Keith Sweat which I have a parody of Keith Sweat's nobody minus who could do your hair like me um I was I remember singing to my sister's friends they were a little older to you know and then like my mom would be like you're only being fresh like stop talking like that and I'm like I'm just you know thing but the fact is my mom has schizophrenia which is there's good medicine out there so she's mm -hmm. a little bit more uh a little against anything like that like being you know fresh or like be you know a little more aggressive towards flirting I guess you know what I mean yeah. that I was gonna say because I picture he's what more in like the R&B well yeah like so yeah, so I mean, that one is an R&B, so I play around with that, too. So I just kind of do whatever feels good, and when, like, a song comes to me, I'll write that and find a beat, or we create a beat with my producer. Nice. There is this. I have R&B, I have rap, I have comedy rap, I have real rap, and then I have rock and roll, which I like the rock the best right now. Like, lately, my last couple songs have been rock and roll. So, like, there may be a chance of starting a band, but I'm just kind of going with the flow and whatever comes to me. I'd like to do if if there were money like to produce a show like Adam Sandler does, you know, stand up with the band like that's the goal. And 
you know, working towards that, but I have to prove myself like, you know, I can do an hour, which I can, I've done it, but you know, COVID shut down, it kind of screwed things up and now we're firing back up again. Well, maybe now you're hitting the big time on the Be The Change podcast. So. Let's go, let's be the change, let's make that change. Right, right? You never, you've put it out literally into the airwaves and you don't yeah. know what the universe is gonna bring you. So when it does, we expect yeah. tickets to the show. Oh, well, we got three show tonight. Front row seats. Yeah. Send out the info. Free show tonight. That sounds Free good. Free show tonight in Hollywood. Um, but this will air after yeah. the show. But we're doing a monthly show. So the venue might change because the uh, the venue owner owns two bars. So we might switch up the venue. But then, like, yeah, I've done clubs and stuff. So we'll get into that as we go if you want. But, yeah, oh. show tonight at the North End Bar in Hollywood. Awesome. Well, listeners. Keep checking that out to find out when Kenny T will be there. All right, Jen, what is our story for today? Yeah, so our story today um, is about a helicopter parent, um, which I think everyone knows the term now, but in case you don't, helicopter parents are are parents who hover, hence the helicopter term. Um, So they're, you know, paying a lot of attention to their children. Um, so this is a story that was posted on Reddit. Um, if you're familiar with the um, Am I the Asshole forum, um, people post on there and basically ask, ask the internet to say, hey, was I an asshole in this situation? Um, so this is a, a mom who posted um, and she got a lot of responses and apparently she didn't like them because she took down the post after that. <laughs> um, but the intrepid users of Reddit, of course, already had a screenshot and, and kept it. So we are able to see the story. Um, But uh, she was saying um, that uh, uh, she said, my daughter, who's 20, lives at home um, with my husband and I. She's currently at university, but lives at home to save money on rent. Um, And uh, my husband and I agreed we wouldn't charge her rent until she's finished with her education. But she is working a job to build up some savings. Yesterday, she went to work and told me her shift finished at 1.30. It got to be 3.30 p.m. and she still wasn't home. So I called her to see where she was and she didn't pick up. I called her again, still no answer. I then called her maybe 10 or 15 times. And then I asked her brother to call her. She still didn't pick up. At that point, I called her boss to ask if he knew where she was. Um, He he did answer and he said that she was still there. It had been really crazy busy and he had asked her to stay because there was only one person on shift and there were lines out the door. When she got home, she was not happy with me. She told me she didn't have a chance to tell me she was staying late because she was very busy working. She said, I embarrassed her by needing to know where she was uh, by calling her boss and that I needed to give her more freedom. And she's 20 years old and I don't need to know where she is all the time. (laughs) I told her she should be more considerate of my feelings um, and should have called me even if it meant making a customer wait. Uh, We argued a bit and she was blunt with me for for the rest of the evening. I know she's 20, but I was just worried about her because she told me she finished at 1.30 and it was now 3.30. And she asked the forum, you know, am I the asshole? Um, and again, they responded and then she took it down. So that is that is our story. Uh, helicopter parenting. Um, and the HR time for that is, you know, her contacting the boss and, and the workplace. So, so. <laughs> all right, Kenny, I'm going to throw it to you. What, <laughs> do you have any initial thoughts here? That sounds like the crazy ex trying to get a hold of you too. But I mean, I understand parents, like they want to know, but it, man, if, I would be upset too. Like, come on, I'm working. Like, leave me alone. Like, I'm 20 years old. Like, you know, right. I mean, it depends on what age, it, you know, that the parents hovering. But still, this is like, you know, I went to work. 
Like in theory, had she not been living at home, right? College kid goes away to schools, living on campus at a dorm. You have no clue where this child is at any point of any day. Right. And an adult. This is right. Yes. That was my next point. And they are now an adult, like 18. This person is 20. What if we didn't have cell phones? Could you imagine, like, back in the day, like, yeah. when I grew up, like, my parents let us go, oh, come home when the streetlights come on. How, how, did, how, did, how did we have, maybe we, we didn't have helicopter parents then. I mean, we probably did. But what did they do before cell phones? Did they just drive around, like, shouting out car windows? or? Well, I think they had, like, the network of parents where, like, they would call me, like, are the kids on your block? Are the kids on your block? And, and I think yeah. parents back then, it was more community, at least where I grew right. up where everyone's parents knew who everyone's kids were. So like you, you had to mind your manners and what you were doing and be aware because everybody knew who you were and they knew how to call your mom at home. And so you'd get home and your mom would start telling you about things that you did. And you're like, how did you know I was seven streets over? Yeah. And then you start figuring out that the moms and the dads all talk and sell you up the river and be like, you know what your kids are doing over here? I think that's harder in the in the big cities and the larger context. But I, I remember even, and this is totally gonna age me or date me, but um, back in the days of payphones, um, <laughs> you know, when I was finished at school or something, you know, we would have to call, we'd have to use the payphone to call my mom to come get me because no one had a cell phone, mm-hmm. and uh, she'd give us, you know, fifty cents or whatever the call was so that we could call after practice or whatever. Um, but of course, I would spend that on ice cream or, you know, buying something else. And so by the end of the day, when I was like, oh, shit, I got a caller. I've spent the money. So I would call collect. Yep. And I knew I'd get in trouble if she had to pay for a collect call. So I don't know. This is totally dating me. But I don't know if anyone remembers when they would ask when you call collect, they'd say, state your name. after yeah, the time. Pick me up. Yeah. Yeah. Hi, Jenna. I'm at school. Come get me right now. Bye. And then I'm yeah. going to say, Hello, you know, mom, will you accept a call from, hi, it's me, I'm at school, come pick me up. No, I won't, and then come get me. (laughs) But that's, I mean, we're, we're going back to like being kids. This is an adult in college and you were calling their work. Like you're calling their boss and being like, excuse me, is my child, like, I get that it's still your child, but they're an adult. Like, are you calling your spouse's boss and being like excuse me is so-and-so still at work they told me they were going to be home an hour ago like yeah she's under my desk right now <laughs> <laughs> that's messed up all right uh i'm sure it happens yeah well dude yeah man actually- yeah, she's hard at work right now <laughs> literally uh, really hard at work <laughs> She's working on a big project. Oh, yeah. She's looking for extra tips. You know? <laughs> but just the tips? No. <laughs> well, you know, you get whatever comes along with it. <laughs> uh, <laughs> now, I've actually, I, I've had that kind of thing to be serious in the, in the workplace. I think you mentioned it, you know, at the beginning, Kim, it is like kind of the ex is calling and finding out, you know, kind of where people are. And at some point, I mean, we can talk about this more in the HR response, but it's like, where do you draw that line? Where it's like, no, I got I to gotta talk to the employee. I can't, you know, disclose that information to anyone who's calling trying to look for you. But, yeah. yeah. I actually had a similar re- related 
helicopter parent story, um, you know, in, in my HR time. But this kid, uh, you know, this the girl in the story is embarrassed, right? She she says, "Mom, don't call my work anymore." This kid that I dealt with, he was he was he thought it was pretty normal. He was very matter of fact. Um, he was you know young, obviously, but he was late a lot. He kept coming in late to work, and finally his manager escalated up to HR and. Um, you know, he could show he's told him many times. So we called him in um, to have it be official saying, hey, you can't be late anymore. And once he realized what the meeting was about, he was like, oh, hold up. We, we have to reschedule this meeting. Okay, well, you, you accepted it. You know, you're here. And he said, no, 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 we got to reschedule it so that my mom can come. And this is where you have to keep your straight face in HR like, oh, your mother. Yes. Tell me more. Um, and he said, well, she's the reason I'm late because she drives me to work every day. So she needs to hear this so that she knows that she has to get me here to work on time. Um, because I've been telling her I've been here late, but it's it's not getting through. So, you know, could she please come to my disciplinary meeting so that you can tell her to get me to work on time? And of course we had to say, no, we're, we're not doing that. You have to figure out a way to get to work. But the kid thought it was very normal. And he said, oh yeah, hang on, let's reschedule the meeting. Let me bring my mom in. You can tell her, you know, that she's making me late because she drives me to work every day. So. I'm so that's just like the world today. Like parents are doing way too much for their kids. Like, you know, especially if you're 17, 18, you are supposed to be driving. Now you have to be able to do things on your own, don't you think? Yeah. Like, you know, you're responsible to get to work and also though, this is also another adult that's driving adult child to work, but don't you know that when you have a job, you need to be there on time. So the fact that you're like, oh, my kid can be late, like, uh, no. So I, I'm, I'm, I'm still curious with the thought process of the mom that was driving that employee of, oh, it's fine that you're late. Ooh, Is this person no. an only child? Like too much uh, sheltered life or... Do we know? Yeah, I don't know. I, do, I did not inquire more. I did not want to know more at that okay. point. Yeah. You know? it, it, was, it was a, you've got to get yourself to work on time. But yeah, the, the thought process behind some of that is, you know, it amazes me. I mean, I have a two-year-old myself, so I've got a ways to go on that. But, you know, seeing, seeing these things play out in, in my HR career has definitely made me think, okay, I got to, I got to teach him to, to do these things himself, you know, um, you got to, you know, make sure he's doing that. I mean, right now I just, you know, call every time he's late from daycare, that <laughs> he's getting home. But yeah, it's a, it's a lot of pressure being a parent now and being like, how do I raise kids to be, you know, normal and, and good and all that without being too involved. Functioning. So, I, functioning I, mean, I, adults, get, yes. I get that they're, I, get, I, I don't want to do, I mean, obviously we're reading like a snippet of this, right? So removing the maybe the mom who wrote in the reddit story maybe her 20 year old child has had some sort of past or has done things where they're a flight risk or has harmed themselves or i want to remove all of that right like because we don't know and there might be a valid reason why that person has that reaction of trying to keep tabs on a child keeping them you know, on the straight and narrow or whatever. So let's exclude that because those are situations that we're never going to know. I, 
I get that. I, I don't have kids, so I can appreciate the fact that it's hard to let them go. But I feel like kids start that at like 13 with the resistance of parents of like, stay out of my business. You don't need to know my whole life. And, and they're on that search to gain their own independence. And, it, it, you know, it's kind of like that when you're young, you want to be old. And when you're old, you want to be young, like <laughs> that cruel, like trick. But is there a part of your brain that, I, and it sounds like no, cause she's asking like, am I an asshole? But I feel like that's the, there's something in there that's like, maybe I crossed a line calling my 20 year old child or I shouldn't call him a child. I mean, child in the sense of like, that's how a parent would look like you're always your parent's child, but calling their boss and, and what if, as Kenny alluded to, she was staying late because she wasn't really working, but was working. Hey, you never know. Do you want to know that as a parent? I I will speak as a parent. Probably not. (laughs) (laughs) We're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back after a word from our sponsor. Have a crazy work situation you aren't sure how to handle? Employees eating potatoes sexually at work? Underground fight club happening? Request for a horse therapy animal in the office? If so, Be The Change HR is your resource where you can ask any HR question you like, even the non-HR ones if you want, and be provided with the tools and resources you need to feel peace of mind. Visit BeTheChangeHR.org or call us at 949-220-2351 and sign up for your complimentary 30-minute consult to answer your HR questions. We promise we're fun to talk to. And by the way, the stories mentioned before are real. And now back to our show. I feel like there's so many ways that this could have gone sideways other than she was just legitimately like working. Mm-hmm. I mean, what if the boss didn't answer or what if like, was she going to show up at the workplace? Like, Have you seen that meme where it's like, my mother has called three times and I haven't answered. So I'm assuming the helicopter I'm hearing over my house is a search party. Yeah, like I mean, it seems like that would be her next step. <laughs> log- logically, um, showing up. I mean, <laughs> just depends on the family. I mean, I don't have kids of my own, but I actually coach club baseball. So between five teams, there's like a hundred kids. Mm-hmm. You can tell who is like shy and sheltered versus the leader who's loud and all. And then like from eleven and fourteen, you you can hear what they're talking about while they're warming up and like you know i mean you can see like who knows what or like who's been exposed to these curse words versus like Mm -hmm. i don't i don't do that you know i mean whatever uh but you know depending on the family like depends on you know how bad they are sheltered or just hovering you know right and some of that i you know everyone's had their own life experiences that i'm not you know uh one of the things I learned becoming a parent is that there's a lot of judgment just out there in general from other parents, from full, and it's like, you know, we got to all come together and be a happier parent community. So I don't want to say like, you know, why, why people are a certain way, you know, they've each had their own experiences and all of that, but, you know, our, our job is to set them out in the world as, you know, adults who can, who can take care of themselves. And that's, it's, it's, I mean, my kid's so young that, you know, I'm obviously a helicopter parent right now because, you know, he ate dog shit the other day. So, you know, <laughs> hover still, we're definitely in the hovering, hovering mode of parenting right now too. But, you know, I hope to be able to set him out in the world once he gets a bit older. Um, 
but yeah, I think, I mean, you always knew that even in school too, you know, I was, I was a fairly sheltered kid. Um, you know, my, my parents both immigrated here um, from England, so not a huge deal, but you know, they didn't, they had to learn the U S school system, you know, that kind of thing. And I was a little, you know, shyer. And then I would talk to my friends and, you know, 12, 13 ish, they were all talking about, you know, sex and cursing and all of that. I was like, Ooh, okay, let's learn things. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was real cool in high school guys. Um, but, uh, you know, and then just knowing not to really bring that home or, or talk about that. Whereas I had other friends who would be like, oh yeah, my mom, you know, I was talking to her about this and she explained how things, this is how it works. And so it, it's just that different environment, but I think you also get a lot from your friends, you know, and that's, you know, especially in like you were saying, Canvas sports and, you know, the team mm-hmm. group, all that, you can kind of see who, who knows what. My favorite though, are the, the kids who think they know it all, who are very outspoken and they're, you know, they're talking a big game, but then you listen to what they're actually saying, and it's like, no, that's not how. Oh, you I I used to coach, and Kenny, you'll probably appreciate this, and Jen too. The misinformation amongst kids of how they're sharing things is insane, and mm-hmm. it it is it, it's younger and younger and. Like I was astonished at what eleven-year-olds knew because I was. Well, a that if they have a cell phone, they got Google right. and look. Yeah, at they want, it's, so it's instantaneous. Like, we did not have that growing up. Like, yeah, somebody had to go and find a magazine to see or anything book in the library that had. Yeah, right. Shows, yeah, you know, like, <laughs> you couldn't just say like, oh, what is that? And Google it. Like you had to like secretly like talk and code on the phone because you only had one house phone that had a cord that was 47 feet long and everyone could hear your conversation. And your mom would be on there listening like, ah, what are you guys talking about? Uh-huh. Ah, I'm trying to hide in the closet. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but it, it is crazy how young kids learn about sex talk about it but how wrong they are oftentimes yeah about things most specifically about how you can and can't get pregnant oh yeah yeah that's a big one especially for well actually for both genders (laughs) yeah i'm still trying to figure it out (laughs) (laughs) i clearly don't know because i I had a kid so (laughs) okay but um no i had a there was a kid a friend of mine has a he is nine at the time um and we overheard him he had heard he had heard someone say that tall people got laid more and so he was convinced and was telling his friends that your sperm is stored in your legs and so tall people therefore had more and that's why they were you know more desirable to have sex with but he was like totally very confident in this and telling all his friends he's like yeah i got it made i'm gonna be tall I got all the sperm in my legs. Oh like, my goodness. What? <laughs> Could you funny. imagine I... if he had like a six four dad and a six one mom and he was like five four? He's like, <laughs> what? what happened? Yeah. But he was like, he was totally bragging and like being very confident about it. Like, you guys, I'm gonna be tall. I got my legs are filled with sperm. <laughs> and then his poor mom, we were talking because she's like, so I overheard this, but what do I do now? Like, do I approach him and be like, hey, I heard you talking about how your sperm is in your legs. 
let's correct that or do I just you know let it go and let him be you know <laughs> kind of learn was his nickname way. like the sperminator I mean because yeah, I feel like that's been. the only like... it should have been but yeah I think it's the you know what you said Chrissy it's amazing somehow the confidence or the way these things are spread because yeah. you know this kid was not doubting himself at all and he was kind of rubbing it into like oh sorry dude you're a little short you don't have enough sperm in your legs you're not gonna get women <laughs> maybe that's the only benefit of google now yeah. that like his kids can like fact check and be like oh no sperminator jones over here is full of lies like right yeah when my nephew was little before he had a cell phone i told him that you know we take two hairs one from the guy one from the girl <laughs> and we put them together and then all of a sudden there's a baby on the front step and he's like oh okay you know what i mean but like very little versus the teenager learning it's it's, it's pretty funny let me tell you out of all the lies that we were told as children, I was, you know, obviously distraught about Santa Claus and the Easter Bunny. But Wait, when what? I found out that babies didn't come from storks, I was seriously mad that there was not a big bird that would deliver a baby on someone's lawn. I thought that was the coolest delivery ever. Disappointment. I honestly don't remember learning about how I'm sure my parents told me, but I don't remember. They were actually pretty matter of fact about that stuff, you know. But they did the like, when two people are married and in love. <laughs> and I was like, but wait, what about all these people? When two people are married. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Just run over that area. <laughs> so, uh, Kenny, let's get to our what would you do section. Um, you can be anyone in this role. You can be the boss. You can be the mom. You can be the worker. Who are you going to be and what are you going to do in this situation? Hmm. I think I would be the boss. Is Sweet. that because she's under your desk? <laughs> no, nah, it wouldn't happen like that because, you know, you would have to, well, maybe, but. Kenny's a professional think, Genevieve. He would I'm never. Sorry, I'm sorry. Of course. Of course. <laughs> no, nah, because like, I think it would be awkward for the employee mm -hmm. to know that I got the phone call. So me at this point, I would lighten the mood up like, wow, got some overprotective parents, huh? Like. You know what I mean? Like next time this happens, if you stay late, make sure you send a text. I mean, that's as basic as it can be without being the fresh guy. You know what I mean? But yeah. what I would the fresh I, I guy would be do? able to lighten the mood. I would totally be thinking like, yeah. <laughs> you know? I don't know. But nowadays it's tough because like, you know, there's some scandalous people out there. So, you, you know, you got to be careful what you're doing. Yeah. So. <clears throat> But yeah, I would just kind of lighten the mood and be like, you know, next time this happens, if you have to stay late, make sure you let me know and then send a text or something if she's checking on you. You know what I mean? Like it depends on the age and I, I would understand that. Right. Is that a good answer? Or do you want like some dirt or something? I don't know. Uh, any, however, you would really, I mean, I would be bumping the parents just don't understand track. Uh, okay. There like for everyone. And then everyone would be like, what is this? Like, dude, your mom calls again. This anthem's getting played every time. <laughs> there you go. She's 20. I don't think she knows that. that one. You're dating or, or you could, as, as like the boss, you could actually talk to the parent. Like, um, you know, you're going to have to let her go a little bit, let her fly. You know what I mean? Like she's 20 years old now. She's a big girl, but we do. I understand you want to check in on her, but still, right. I mean, yeah, I think, I mean, I think you hit a good point too, Kenny. It kind of depends, you know, what kind of job, her age, you know, we know she's 20, yeah. but, you know, is this like a, 
college job, like where they only have college students kind of thing, or is she in a real, you know? Right. Now, like for baseball, I coach club and I coach high school. So the high school kids, we tell both parties, like the both, uh, whatever age group, look, you're here now. You're, you cannot run and talk to your parents during mm-hmm. practice or playing. Like tell your parents, or we tell them early on in the season when they join, look, let us handle the kids. Don't talk to them until after the practice. Don't come in the dugout. Don't try to give them food or water during the game or anything. So like, you know, it's kind of out front with these kids, but you get what I'm saying? Like we yeah. like, you're not a baby anymore. You're here, like you're here to play baseball. You're here to learn baseball. So talk to us. If you have a problem, come to us with that. You know, right. some coaches might not, you know, if, if you get into some older stuff, like older kids, like college or whatever, like some coaches might be young where they don't even know how to talk to the student or the kid, you know? So mm-hmm. kind of have to weigh it all out with the age and the situation and like what you might know if you don't know hey talk to the other coach you know what i mean like he might know something he's experienced it i don't know right so, yeah yeah so jen how would we be the change handle this yeah well i think i mean in, in this specific situation you know we, there, there's a few different things to think of you know one is, is as kenny says it's it's that understanding right it's then I think your approach as a manager is great where it's like, hey, you know, you've got some overprotective parents there. Let's keep to the workplace. But, you know, the, the other concern is, as we kind of threw out there in a bit of a joking matter before is, you know, we don't know that this person's your parent. We, we don't know. It could be a crazy ex. It could be anyone calling. Um, and I've had parents um, actually call me before when we had to terminate an employee. You know, they called and said, hey, why did you fire my kid? Give me all the, you know, what's what's going on? Um, and in any of those kind of situations, we've had to respond, you know, hey, I'm, I'm, you know, sorry, but I have to, you know, that that's information I have to talk to the employee directly about, you know, I'm actually, yeah. you know, can't talk to you about that um, because we don't want to be giving out, out that, you know, sort of information. So I think, I mean, if it's clearly, I mean, you can probably tell it's a parent, it's someone who's, who's worried, um, you know, you can say, hey, I'll, I'll, I would probably say, you know, I'm not able to give you that information since she's, she's our employee. And so, you know, want to talk with her directly, but I'll let her know that you're trying to reach her um, and ask her to give you a call. So that way it's, it's kind of separating that and it's putting the onus, you know, back on, on the employee um, as well. Um, and then I think, you know, we would probably, as you say, can you have a conversation with her like, hey, you know, parents, uh, you know, especially if it's a college job or if it's her first job, you know, we, we, we do want to be understanding. I've seen managers who will not put up with that at all. You know, they say, I don't want this yeah. person working for me. <laughs> I don't want, they're going to be a pain. Their mom's going to call. I mean, there has been instances. I mean, we've had people come into interviews that way and not get, you know, positions because of that. Um, that happens think, with kids, with the team. Like if your mom's a pain in the butt, you're not playing. Like, yeah, <laughs> you're still on the bench. I don't want to hear it. Your mom's a pain in the butt. Find another team because we don't want to hear it. But that, it yeah. sucks, but it's fact. Now I get it. I mean, it's a little different in the workplace with, with some of our, our you know, legal obligations, but it's, it's, it's kind of the same where it's like, if they keep, you know, if this is going to be an issue, you need to deal with this so that we can, you know, have you work. Uh, but again, I think this, this age, if it's a college job or whatnot, it's having that conversation with her and saying, Hey, you know, your mom called here looking for her. You please, you know, let her know, give her a call. But in the future, you know, we need you to, when you're here at work, you're here at work, you know, <laughs> um, and, and go from there. But we've seen that a lot with, with parents or with, you know, 
significant others or with people just calling in and trying to find people. And, you know, we're not the police. We're not, you know, <laughs> out that info. so it's the, hey, we're going to deal directly with the employee, you know, on, on this one. Um, and then, you know, from a, a separate point of view, if I, if I wasn't in HR, if I was, you know, if, if they were coming to me, if, you know, I would probably look at it from a uh, more of a counseling perspective <laughs> and also a communication perspective, right? I mean, she is living at home. So I kind of get that as a parent, I get the wanting to know, you know, what's going on. Um, but it sounds like they both need to have a conversation, right? She needs to set some boundaries as well, the employee, um, you know, and say, hey, I'll call you if I'm going to be more than four hours late, <laughs> or, you know, I'll, I'll call you if I'm not coming home for the night, or, you know, where, where do those fall? And that's, that's a tough conversation to have when you're living at home, and you're that, you know, you're an adult, but I think it sounds like to me, they need to have some, some boundary conversations. But as far as HR goes and our responsibility, there's really not much. I would say, you know, hey, we're going to, I'll let her know you called. We'll talk to the employee directly and go from there. And if it keeps happening, then that unfortunately is a conversation we have to have with the employees. You say, you know, Kenny, so your mom's a pain, sit on the bench. Um, but in the workplace, it's, hey, we need, we need you focused on work when you're at work um, and just talk to her about that. Yeah, you yeah. said a key word in there, communication. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. that's it, you know, that's everything. Yeah, definitely. So, so what, would, uh, what would asshole HR do, Chrissy? Oh, <laughs> That's God. Far... As asshole HR, yeah. If I, if I find you to be problematic, whether it's your mom, like you're bringing your outside work, like your outside life into work, it's affecting our ability to do our job. I'm going to make an all staff meeting. I'm going to remind everybody that they're adults and we are not dealing with their personal and private lives at work. They are coming here to do a job don't let it interfere. It doesn't need to come to me. If it does, we're going to have a problem. So go home and tell whoever you need to tell that when you're here, you're here. And they best not call. And if it happens again, yeah, we're going to have a problem. Because I hate people having outside lives because they're, they're just my workers. <laughs> there is no outside life. What is this work-life balance all you millennials are talking about? I'm paying you pay your taxes. Not to text your mom, yeah. okay? Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. No, as I said, I've seen managers who just were like, nope, I don't want this person anymore, you know, their mom's too crazy or they're, you know, too much outside. I get it right, like, Kenny, you know, as a coach, like, if you're, I call it Monday morning quarterbacking, right? Like, everybody is an expert. Um, Yeah, dads too. So I I can see it a lot of times when kids are playing sports and it's the same premise, right? that the parents are like the kid is playing they have a coach the coach is coaching them and then the parent will come over and like start coaching them in the middle of the game basically undoing everything that the coach is saying or contradicting or getting in the kid's head yeah that's the word and then the kid starts smiling and isn't performing and then the coaches i mean it's just a bad cycle um I mean, I think that's the great thing about team sports, though, because you start to you learn that then so that you're not dealing with it in the workplace, you know, like you learn either how to how to handle your parent or how to react with your coach or what's, you know, you, you kind of start to learn those those boundaries. So that way, when it comes into the workplace, you're, you know, you understand that a bit better. Sports are very good for that. Yeah, they are. And there's a lot of kids that unfortunately do get benched because they're parents because it just it makes it impossible for the coach to do their job and it's distracting. And then 
the other now I have another work. thing to worry about raising my kid I didn't even think about coaching when sports go, when your kid goes to play sports just let them do what they do the cheerleader right support yeah. your kid that's all as a parent and as a person who is coached all I want you to do is to legitimately support your kid if they go out there and they suck great not every kid's gonna be Derek Jeter or Mariano Rivera or Drew Brees or whoever you're insert your famous you know Simone Biles like we're not all gonna be that my kid is so gonna be Simone Biles what are you talking about Chrissy he's very <laughs> I hope so no. we can all hope to have amazing achievements like that then you just keep breaking things and breaking things but I mean, definite shout out to coaches and also shout out to teachers, man. They got to deal yeah. with this at another level. Yeah, that's rough. Teachers have it rough. I Just think. support them, right? Like, cheer your kid on and teach your kid to advocate for themselves, to talk to the coach or to the teacher. And then if you have to step in and talk directly to the coach and ask, don't tell the coach, ask, what can I do to help support? Or where does Susie, Bobby, Johnny, Tommy, Timmy, Barbara, whatever, need to work on? Is there anything I can help with? Ask the coach. Like, make right. it a team thing. But once your kid goes to work a job, let them go. Yeah. At some point, you got to let them make their, make their own mistakes and, you know. Make them think they got all their sperm in their legs and <laughs> set them out in the world and see where that takes them. Right? That's it. <laughs> so, Kenny, it's been great having you on. Tell our listeners, where can they find you on your socials, website, shows coming up? What do you got for us? Yeah, Instagram is uh, Ken Thomas Comedy or Kenny T Music. Now, I spell Kenny, K-E-N-N-I-E. Okay, so Kenny T. Now, a lot of people get confused, but there was always two Kennys growing up, so I had to be Kenny with the I-E. Nice. Um, but my real name's Kenneth. Okay, that's the hairstylist <laughs> in me. Um, so Got yeah, it. Instagram Kenny T Music, Ken Thomas Comedy, um, YouTube Ken Thomas Comedy. There's uh, about ten music videos along with the music. There's some comedy videos. Uh, let's see, I have a show June seventh, which is today, so you will miss that one at North End Bar Hollywood with my DJ and. We're going to do one a month, so you can find that on Ken Thomas Comedy on Instagram, Facebook, all that. Those are the two I promote mostly, Instagram. And there'll be monthly shows plus other bookings now that the clubs are open. I'll be getting out there, you know, maybe like the Hollywood Improv Comedy Store, um, maybe awesome. out of town. We'll see. I have a lot going on, creating and, and having fun out here. Uh, but yeah, Ken Thomas Comedy. And where, for your... Uh, holiday song that's coming out okay yeah so the holiday song you can bet <laughs> yeah so it's actually all registered ready to go november 1st um that will be on like spotify itunes all the musical outlets i'm actually gonna release uh, it in christmas in july like unofficially it'll be on youtube so it can start getting around if you're a fan of the goonies yeah <laughs> okay so you get a little preview so it's good uh that was the song was inspired by my nephew around christmas time so we recorded it in february of 2021 releasing it in november so and then hopefully there'll be some more music coming out before that or after just whatever comes to me i try to 
spit out and put it out. Awesome. You know? Well, as a yeah. fan of the Goonies and Christmas music, I will definitely nice. be checking that out. All <laughs> right, cool. And it's a... that there's a truffle shuffle in this video. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, oh, you might hear Chunk, too, at the end. Uh... Back. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be good. I'm, I might even try to get an animated video made by then, too, which it would be great, but budget-wise, it depends. So, right. You so... Know. Yeah. Awesome. All right. Thank well, you for being our guest. We appreciate having you here today. Yeah, thank you for having me. I could probably talk all day, but I gotta go. So <laughs> thanks, Kenny. All right, thank you. See you later. Bye, thank Kenny. You. Bye. I cannot imagine my mother calling my boss and being like, Can you tell me where my daughter is? What an uncomfortable position for the boss. Like I kinda of hoping he was like, We we should have talked about this more. What do you like you're the boss and you're like, uh, what yeah. if the person isn't there, right? Like they're not doing anything wrong, but we're like, uh, no, they left. Like then you have the weight of like, oh my gosh, now I'm sending this mother into a panic and something right. horrible has happened. Well, that's the other thing. I, like we could have gone down other routes where it's like, when's your, your responsibility end, you know? Like from HR, it's like, oh, do we need to call their emergency, con her emergency contacts or mom? So you know? yeah. <laughs> Can I call you back and verify that you are who you say you are? Because it, it's true, right? Like, we have no idea. Somebody could. Right. Well, that's where somebody trying to retaliate. And I was trying to like say this stuff, but I also didn't want to like bring it down. <laughs> you know, so I was like, I don't want to feel I should say this. And I was like, we could go this route with it. But I was trying to think of like funnier. <laughs> who's, so the, like, who's the Deb? Is it Debbie Downer? Yeah. Right. That was my, I mean, do you see, I, I, when I was reading this right beforehand, I was like, I was struggling a bit because I was like, we could totally as HR people, we could talk about this a lot and be like, I had this story, like I have more stories about parents, oh, you know, why is my kid fired? And, you know, we can talk about the ethics of what information you share, you know. Your kid sucks. That's why they got fired. <laughs> Clearly they were our HR well, workers. you should have said that. And then I could have said, yeah, this kid literally sucks. <laughs> Leilani and Chrissy will be back next week with more humor resources, sending you all positive vibes and wishing you a great week ahead. Don't forget to subscribe, share, rate, or review on your favorite podcast app. Follow at Be The Change HR for more fun HR content. Here's the stuff our lawyers want y'all to know. Are you having HR issues and need legal guidance? If so, you're in the wrong place. Be The Change HR is not a law firm and the participants of this podcast, who may or may not be lawyers, are simply expressing their views or opinions. All discussions on this podcast are purely for educational purposes and not meant to create any client relationship. If you need a lawyer, our best non-legal legal advice is to speak with a lawyer privately about your situation.